Culture as a determination of happiness is cognitive. A way of life, volume one, is an abstract statement captured and framed in 18 chapters in publication 244 in ISBN 9789769676879 and verbalize in podcast 132. Contextually and metaphorically speaking, in every cultural geographical space, it is often assumed that culture is viewed as a determination of happiness. Succinctly put, this assessment seems reasonable, especially when the same is viewed through several theoretical lenses, such as contextualism, culture, texture, and take description as a determination of happiness. The same is perceived as cognitive. In this environment, because of the nature of these lens, I am better able to frame, capture, and navigate this conversation, culture as a determination of happiness. This ethos becomes an unconscious process like a habit and intuition, which can be interpreted as cultural learning and personal evolution. In the context of the discipline of photography and digital media, as an author, cinematographer, media art specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, podcaster and publisher, I am fully conversant with the fact that a lens is a tool used to bring light to a fixed focal point. For example, in a film camera, the lens sends the light to the film strip, while in a digital camera, the lens directs light to a digital sensor. It should be noted that a lens can focus light to form an image such as culture as a determination of happiness unlike a prism which refracts light without focusing. Devices that similarly focus or disperse waves and radiation other than visible light are also called lenses such as microwave lenses, electron lenses, acoustic lenses or explosive lenses. Equally, the human eye can be compared to a camera as both functions by gathering, focusing and transmitting the light through the lens for creating an image of an object, for instance, culture as a determination of happiness. The iris of the eye controls the size of the pupil depending on the amount of light entering it. The retina is compared to the film in a camera. To put things in perspective, understanding whether culture as a determination of happiness has to do with or not the overarching strategy and rationale of this research. I began by focusing my theoretical lens 
on providing a working definition of culture since it is not easy as evidenced by the numerous definitions used in various disciplines is a view espoused by Carola Homerick and Suzanne Klein. According to James Clifford, I quote, Culture remains a deeply compromised idea I cannot yet do without. 1988-10 End quote. This remark showed the dilemma inherent in the notion of culture, especially if envisaged conventionally as bounded, unitary, and permanent. The very first attempt at a systematic definition stems from anthropologist Edward Burnett Taylor, who saw culture as a complex whole which includes knowledge, belief, art, morals, law, custom, and any other capabilities and habits acquired by man as a member of society. Taylor, 1958-1871-1 At the beginning of the 1950s, Kruber and Klocklon, 1952, find 164 different definitions of culture, and we assume there to be more rather than less to date. Grouping them by similarity, Kruber and Klockhorn, 1952, come up with six major classes of definitions of culture. See also Berry et al., 1992, 166, Ripple, and Sipel, 2008-15. Contextualism in this conversation comports itself like a tool, in other words, a way for me of researching in relation to the established literature and prior to the context of other studies. At the same time, building on the previous section and sets off my work and more specifically in the context of my previous 243 publications and wider issues. Moreover, it also gives me scope to set out a justification for my research in the context of other studies showing how it builds on and or orients to these. Because of the specificity of this environment, I am also meticulous and I am also able to recognize what information is relevant and what is not. Culture in this conversation encompasses the behaviors, values, expectations, attitudes and norms of research communities. For example, I have observed here in Barbados and other parts of the world, for example, during my travel, that in some cultures, some people greet someone when you meet them. Sometimes they stop to listen to what others are saying and even answer when asked to. It also appears that there is direct eye contact with the person they are communicating with. Importantly, in some instances, they even respect the personal space of the person or others. I have also discovered that the same has influenced me as a researcher during my career paths 
and help me determine the way that research is conducted and communicated. Culture, to my mind, is viewed as a determination of happiness and helps me define the field of study and assists in identifying research gaps that shapes research paradigms and supports the evolution of a cosmopolitan view of mental health. Culture is the behavioral patterns of a specific group determined by beliefs, thoughts, and institutions of a society. It is because of the aforesaid reason, reason that texture becomes a focal point in this conversation because it has to do with surface characteristics and appearance of an object given by the size, shape, arrangement, and proportion of its elementary parts. A texture is usually described as smooth or rough, soft or hard, coarse or fine, matte or glossy, and etc. I'm also very cognizant of the fact that according to the definition cited in Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary, the visual or tactile surface characteristics and appearance of something, namely culture as a determination of happiness in this case. Not to mention the texture of an oil painting. Furthermore, the disposition or manner of union of the particles of a body or substance. Cultural determinism is the belief that the culture in which we are raised determines who we are at emotional and behavioral levels. It contrasts with genetic determinism, the theory that biologically inherent traits and the environmental influences that affect those traits dominate who we are. In this environment, culture incorporates perceptions, motives, values, aspirations, and other aspects that are key elements of socialization that are transmitted from generation to generation, especially when the same acts as a determination of happiness. Cognitive happiness is an evaluation of one's life as a whole after some thinking or reflection and is based on the application of standards or combination of standards in frames of reference. Therefore, self-determination theory adds value to this conversation since it is defined as an inherent human tendency to internalize and to integrate social practices. Further to this point, it should be noted that the triumph of life motif helps explain some piece of the Bible that are otherwise is challenging to fit into any simplistic understanding of happiness. It also speaks to how happiness can and cannot be pursued and has much to say against construals of happiness as found in much prosperity gospel thinking. The thick description in this conversation is a term used to characterize the process of paying attention to contextual detail of happiness in observing and interpreting social meaning as I am conducting qualitative research. For example, it is noted that for Clifford Gertz, 
doing anthropology means doing ethnography, which in turn means doing tick description. Tick description of culture as a determination of happiness is not simply a matter of amassing relevant detail, but rather to tickly describe social action as it relates to culture as a determination of happiness, which is actually to begin to interpret it, be recording the circumstances, meanings, intentions, strategies, motivations, and so on that characterize culture as a determination of happiness. It is this interpretive characteristic of description of happiness rather than detail per se that makes culture as a determination of happiness tick. Shot 1, 2001, page 255, according to Chris Drew, PhD. At the end of this conversation, culture as a determination of happiness offers a coherent view through the various theoretical lenses, contextually and metaphorically, since the key difference between perception and an assumption is perception is the way of regarding, interpreting, and understanding something, whereas assumption in this context comports itself as a fact or statement that is accepted as true or certain to happen without proof in every cultural geographical space, in a way that seems reasonable. Succinctly put, culture as a determination of happiness is cognitive. A way of life, volume one, is an abstract statement captured and framed in 18 chapters in publication 244 in ISBN 9789769676879 and verbalize in podcast 132.